everyone thanks again for tuning in to sin's workshop hope you're all having a great day today we're going to be talking about all the stars and teeth by edwin grace all the stars and teeth was a book of the month winner earlier this year and yes i know it took me this long to read it um but you know what i'm glad it won the book of the month um i'm do i am very pleased that i was able to finally read this book because I thought it was really good. Um, it's a really entertaining novel and I really love the magic in it so let me talk a little bit about that. There are different types of magic. You have soul magic, curse magic, enchanting magic. I mean there are so many, there are several spectrums of magic in this novel and soul magic is really the prized one. It can only be uh, held by the royal family. So it follows Amora. She's a princess. She is supposed to be doing sort of like a rite of passage to show her kingdom that she is going to be the next ruler and that she has control of soul magic and she will not let it control her. Of course things don't go according to plan and then she's kind of thrown into this adventure with a pirate and her fiance and it's a really fun adventure. Um, I once again, you know, I love the magic of it. I love the dynamics of it. I love how there are so many different facets to every single spectrum of the magic. And I thought that was really entertaining. You know, it really is an engaging and unique way to go about magic, especially soul magic, because in order for Amora to use soul magic, she needs someone's blood and she needs bones in order to see into someone's soul you know it's not just magic she can sort of um whip out of thin air like the other people you know enchanting and enchanting magic you know they can enchant their clothes they can change their eye color it's all on based on themselves um healing magic you know it's based on themselves curse magic it's based on intent um there really doesn't need to be an outside source for it versus Amora. I mean, she needs outside. And I think it's a little interesting because it does give an insight into how soul magic is, you know, and does play a very prevalent part in exploring the history of soul magic as well. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but the whole history of it is very complex. It's very, um, ingenious by design you know, I think I think the author Adeline Grace I think she did an exceptional job with weaving the history in this novel um, because she like trickles it out you think the history is one thing and then you discover something else entirely and the way she goes about it the way she develops the history and the magic and this world is very thoughtful because you have the central kingdom but if you choose to study a piece of magic you have to go learn you have to go to that island you know so there are boundaries you're not allowed to learn more than one type of magic um and there are lots of reasons why but i think it's really clever how grace is able to bring it all together in a very unique way because it all ties to the history and it all ties to the world winning and I think Grace executed all of those quite well because you think it's one thing like I said you thought it was 
one thing that was driving the story forward but it turns out to be something else entirely and it's not like it comes out of nowhere it really is well done you know it is well developed and I do think it leaves a lasting effect on the reader because it's so engaging you know it is well thought out it is well structured it is paced beautifully there's one thing you know about me <laughs> by listening to these podcasts it's I need the pacing to be smooth you know it's okay if it goes up and down but it has to be smooth going up and down it can't just be like going up 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 and then I'll stop and then drastic slowness oh that's the worst I hate whenever that happens in a story so I loved this story because the overall pacing of it was engaging you know it was thoughtful it was cleverly done in my opinion and oh god the plot twist that she throws in there the I love the plot twist didn't see it coming very unpredictable but it fits so well with the world that she has built with the history that's kind of already there with these little hints you know thinking back on it I'm like huh this ties into that perfectly you know there is a lot of thoughtfulness in the storytelling because Grace has weaved an entire world here. She's created an entire world, but she hasn't bought down the pacing. You know, like I said, she trickles in a little like notes on the world here and there so that the reader can get a sense of the world without being bogged down by an overload of information at one part. I hate when that happens. Uh, when a story does that, just overloads your your senses with so much detail uh when it's grace does it so beautifully she puts it in smoothly you know she does this story and she unveils it while keeping up the momentum now um i will say this there well this is this, i made that sound bad <laughs> Um, like I said, you know, I love the storytelling aspect and, uh, something else that works in favor of the story is the characterization as well. I think there's a lot of growth in this story. And I will say this, yes, she's on this ship with a pirate and her fiancé, um, and both boys seem to be in love with her, but she only loves one. So, I love that there is no love triangle because her fiance is kind of just like I don't really want to be in this engagement either but here we are we're kind of stuck together so let's just make the best of it you know he does care for her deeply and at first he's kind of like this whiny little pest and I'm just like uh no wonder Amora doesn't want to marry him but you also sympathize with him because he generally does care about her and I think that's a very compelling aspect of, a char of his character I also, I like Bastion as well. At first I was a little like, oh my god, this guy is so obnoxious. He grows on me. Uh, both boys grows, grow on me. But I think the reason they grow is because the dynamics between these three characters grow. Thankfully there is no love triangle. Uh, I know a lot of readers out there hate a love triangle, so I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. There's no love triangle. So if that's something that annoys you, you're, you're in the clear. This book is free of that. Um, and these characters grow, 
you know they do grow with each other they they grow because of one another and gosh the mermaid I love the mermaid I think she's great she has a lot of attitude she's very much uh, she's very powerful but I think her dynamic with the group the four of them make a great team uh, and they all grow, like I said, they all grow together. And I think it makes it a really compelling read to see these characters grow. Because at first they kind of all start off as um, very, very haughty, you know, very obnoxious, all of them. Amora included. They all think very highly of themselves. But throughout the story, you know, you're taking away the layers of who they are. And you're finding the... Um, the humility within them you, you're, you're unveiling their fears and their wants and they're becoming more personable more relatable as characters as the story goes on you know you really do get to see them grow as characters and I think that's really compelling for the story because it really does make for a really interesting read I love a story with good character development especially given all the history that um, and all the plot twist the way it affects the characters is really captivating because you're just like oh my gosh you're kind of way and I think it's really good to see that and I like how these th these three people they've grown closer four people if you include the mermaid these four people have grown closer they are incredible comrades and they find strength in one another and true friendship blossoms blossoms between the four of them and I think that's really good to see because it does you know as much as you're reading the story for the adventure and for the plot twist and for this sort of quest like story that's not always enough to really hook the reader and you really do need strong characters and strong development and dynamics and I really think that this author this author and this story offers that um, so like I said you know this is this is a really good story and I really did enjoy it um, and I'm so glad it won the book of the month by your votes um, don't forget to vote on Sins Workshop for September's Book of the Month. You can go on SinsWorkshop.com on my website and you can see uh, September's selection. But, you know, I really do think it was an engaging novel. I honestly really did like it. So this was All the Stars and Teeth by Adeline Grace. I'm going to go ahead and give it four stars. You can go ahead and purchase this book off of bookshop.org. I highly recommend bookshop.org because a percentage of all proceeds do go to supporting local booksellers. And the local booksellers need our business way more than Amazon does. I mean, that guy is making enough money um, <laughs> with selling everything under the sun. So I think it's really important that we support our bookstores with bookshop.org. Um, if money's tight, which I know for a lot of us it is, I recommend purchasing the book, not purchasing, I recommend renting out the book from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community and they definitely deserve our support so that novels can be made accessible to growing readers and people who want to start reading again. And I hope you'll support me by liking my podcast 
and subscribing to it. I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.